0: Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. On this episode of The Kindness Project, condiments at Pasta Granny's, and we have part one of our interview with Lauren Janus. Welcome! To the Kindness Project, I am joined by the real life Carmen San Diego. It's Charlotte Dames. How are you doing, Charlotte? Uh,
1: I'm not bad, and I'm—he's uh, a—he's pre- a pretty cool dad, or at least he likes to think so. It's Chris Dames, all <laughs> worth it for that look on his face. Sorry, <laughs>
0: why am I, I? am a pretty cool dad. Well, what is the "at least he likes to think so" bit?
1: <laughs> Christ.
0: Well, I don't know anybody else who owns a podcast with a daughter. Do you? No. I'm a pretty geeky dad, then. That's what that means, yeah, probably. So, anyway, welcome to this episode of the Kindness Project. Um, I'm really excited because we're off to Japan in a couple of weeks. Well, a few weeks—six, six six weeks. But by the time this goes out, it's probably going to be. Oh no, it's going to be next week. That'll be five weeks, and I'm really excited. But you do love a bit of travel, don't you? you? Where in the world is Charlotte Dames? I don't know.
1: At least they don't steal things, and it wasn't an (laughs) expire.
0: Oh, is that what Carmen San Diego does?
1: Yeah. I mean, in the original, she was an ex-spy. Right. In the new one, she just kind of steals things.
0: Yeah, you just travel. Just... Have you ever stolen anything from a hotel? You... <laughs> Have you ever stolen a shampoo from a hotel?
1: I stole a sewing kit.
0: You're a thief.
1: I used it to right. my...
0: <laughs> Send my... post that back to that hotel. That. It was there to be used, you... but I used it and I put it in my pocket. You know what? There is... I tell you what you do still sugar, like uh, literally, at the amount of times I have said to you, Charlotte, um, what what's that in your pocket? And you literally you got half and Tate and Lyles in your pocket. Like what? What's this? <laughs> Genuinely, what's this? out my school bag the other day, and I just pulled it out from this little pocket
1: just salt and salt and salt.
0: <laughs> where where have you been? Where have you been pinching salt from?
1: McDonald's.
0: You've been pinching salt from McDonald's.
1: Yeah, because I I went... um McDonald's uh, on the half term once, and I thought I'll just grab some condiments and I just kind of put them in the back pocket of my bag.
0: Right, of oh, course you did. Of okay, you did. Just, just Only were... every time you go, so that <laughs> okay. you've got more salt than a salt mine. Like literally, <laughs> say, you're yeah. saltier than a sea dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I genuinely, you're shu- more sugary than a teenage romance. Like you are. I think you, we call those cheesy. You are more peppery than a
1: i don't like pepper i never collect pepper
0: oh, oh, right. collect oh pepper. you're 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 choosing your condiment theft are you yeah i will mean, right.
1: never choose some. i'll never steal something that's a sauce again because i accidentally left one of my bags <laughs> and I, and I had to get rid of that bag was
0: it mustard
1: no it was ketchup
0: oh and it was bad no. quality ketchup as well oh so. no What's was good quality ketchup then Where's where does bad quality ketchup come from
1: I don't know. Just some ketchup p- packets you get in sachets, and if they explode, it stinks like life Riley.
0: Right, fair enough. So... Um, and hi to everybody watching on Facebook, so I appreciate that. Charlotte's just confessing a massive condiment theft. Apparently, she steals ketchup by the bucket load, did you say? <laughs> I am still
1: confessing. Oh, not anymore. Not
0: anymore, since you saw the error of your ways. <laughs> not really. One exploded in your bag and you decided it was too messy. <laughs> uh, so. Can we just have a quick recap about what the Kindness Project is about? Because our podcast listeners have gone up quite a bit, ooh. so I think we need to. Oh, oh, why are you, why are you pinching my chin? Because there's
1: fluff on it oh, from right, my okay. room.
0: All oh, right, okay. Have you got a fluffy room then that nobody's told you about? Oh, I've got that, I did see that big bit of fluff. You know what that is? Salt from, <laughs> like from all just, of the you're salt. Just a salty person, I, 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 I am. I am. I'm a. I'm. A, I'm, I'm salty. Um, so um this is hi chris how you doing um so uh what i want to do is just do a quick recap because we've got a bunch of loads of new listeners and i just wanted them to know what the kindness project was about off you go he's
1: trying to write a book
0: I, i will write a book but the kindness project is about me and you uh talking about the what people doing awesome stuff in the world and having a laugh, having a laugh that's it or, talking about awesome stuff in the world and having a bit of a laugh and that's about it but one of the things we, we do like to do is ask our listeners little questions don't we so first of all if a listener wanted to get in touch with us how could they do that um,
1: we have
0: a twitter page I think I mean what's twitter nowadays anyway uh, why are you having a go at twitter it's okay am I on the times is... what, what are all the kids using social media wise
1: instagram uh, and snapchat i
0: can't i've got an instagram account and i'll follow a food blog uh, um and apparently you follow a blog talk, talk talking about condiment theft in in no, restaurants but
1: i do follow
0: pasta pasta grannies who what's
1: pasta grannies <laughs> Making pasta in Italy.
0: Pasta grannies. I think that's what it's called. Uh, Sorry, are you saying pasta grannies or pesto grannies?
1: <laughs> pasta grannies.
0: Pasta grannies. <laughs> grannies making pasta have got their own Instagram <laughs> yeah. account. Uh, right, talk to me about this. What does it look like?
1: Um, it's just a bunch of old ladies in the kitchen making homemade pasta, and then they serve it, and then it looks. It looks, it looks what kind of
0: pasta do they make?
1: All kinds of pasta. I've seen they make loads of pasta.
0: Right. Pasta Grannies. I think that's what it's called. I am, I am getting Instagram into my life <laughs> just for a bit of Pasta Grannies. I, also I wonder if they've got a website. PastaGrannies.com
1: PastaGrannies.com <laughs> I also follow loads of like comics and I kind of just sit and read them sometimes.
0: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Like web... Like, uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Fair enough. So... How can people get in touch with us? We haven't got. Have we got Instagram? We as, do. As our as, as our webmaster yeah, set up. I don't a, think. We don't really use it, do we? Know, no, how about it, how about it's Twitter. Posted
1: on every time we update, and that's about okay, it. Okay.
0: So, so how about Twitter then. So
1: like we've got a Twitter, and it's at OlaKindness. Kindness. Um, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, you just it's the kindness project one again. Um, Instagram, it's OlaKindness. Kindness.
0: <laughs> right. And the
1: email is Ola at the
0: You better tell our new listeners, our our hundreds of new listeners about your speech impediment as well because what one? the one where you can't pronounce a H. <laughs> Holla Holla H O L A. Holla. <laughs> <Ola>. <laughs> right, just please for me, for me once. Once. Just try the H. <laughs> Holla. So <laughs> <laughs> you can do it if you try, can't you? You know what? This is nowhere to belong. I'm sure. I'm sure. I know you do. I'm sure I've told you this before, right? But but I, I I don't know if I've ever told our listeners about this. But there was a time when I couldn't pronounce my own name. I was I was young, 27. No, I was, I was young. I was about four or five, right? And my dad used to say to me, uh, "Your name is Christopher." And I used to go, yes, Dad, my name is Diggada, right? My name is Diggada. That's what I used to say. So, um, so four years into my... Well, he still does it now. He goes, all right, Dick. I was like, can I not live down something I did when I was four? Now I'm 40. That was like 90% of my life ago, and you're still bringing it up. Still calls me Diggaduff. Still calls me diggada. I don't believe it. Anyway, so... Um, Uh, the question of the podcast is where in the world would you never visit or where would you love to go where's the top of your bucket list and why
1: I don't want to visit space
0: (laughs) 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 where in the world and you pick space space space. (laughs) (laughs) where in the world up
2: there,
0: <laughs> no, no, in the world, <laughs> space.
1: I can After where would you not like to visit?
0: Right, okay. So where in the world would you like to visit? Let's let's let's, let's leave out Mars, and let's look no, at this um, world and say.
1: So oxygen would be nice.
0: <laughs> so not space.
1: <laughs> um, <maybe>. Or Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was. I thought it was Venezuela that didn't have. <laughs>
0: And you not know make me laugh. I'm drinking tea. Right, where in the world? So not in space. Where in the world? Space.
1: <laughs> the bottom of the ocean. <laughs>
0: Can you pitch somewhere on land? Can you do me a favour and pitch somewhere that isn't thousands of miles above or thousands of miles below, but just not on ground? Just like somewhere like that?
1: Where would I like to go? Space.
0: The final frontier. Just not for Charlotte. I'd
1: like to visit the Earth.
0: (laughs) <laughs> right, okay, where would you like to go? Is that an easier question?
1: I would like to go to bed. Spa-
0: <laughs> so, so you won't visit space, but you will stay in bed. Is that where, there's, there's, there is there's, quite a lot in between of that, space and bed. Right. And Tell me, why don't you want to visit space?
1: Because I don't want to have to breathe through... Uh,
0: through a mask thingy, my joke. Oh right, okay. So, so how are you gonna get? So, the reason you don't want to go to either the bottom of the ocean or space is because <laughs> of masks. Is that right? Because yeah. of masks, not because like 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 anything else. Because you don't like a mask. I don't know if it breaks, I die. Yeah, true. But they're, they're pretty good at making them quite robust, aren't they? What if I get hit by
1: by a shark or hit by an asteroid?
0: <laughs> That's. <laughs> <laughs> oh. OK, so hopefully, listeners, you've got some more sensible su- suggestions as opposed to Charlotte's space and and the bottom of the ocean as places she doesn't want to visit on the planet. One of them's not even on the planet. I don't know what's going on with that one. So tell us, please, listeners, we're on the planet, not underwater, or not thousands of miles in the sky... Would you not like to visit, and would you like to visit...
1: I'd like to watch The Big Bang, that'd be
0: nice. <laughs> well, the Big Bang Theory? No, The
1: Big
0: Bang. That no, might be good. Should we get on with the show? Yeah. So, welcome back to Kindness News, and if you were listening last week, we had one story um, that was really well-researched, one story that was shambolically-researched, and one story... Unavailable for legal reasons. Ooh, shall, shall we? <laughs> you have to listen last week. Shall we? Uh, shall we try and beat that record this week? What's sorry? Child edition. Right, do you want to do the? Do you want to do the jingle?
1: <laughs>
0: kind of snoo- well, done. stop, stop. <laughs> oh God! Oh, right, can you st- but right, we are losing listeners by the second. <laughs> child edition. Right, go on, t- give us your first piece of child edition kindness news, which I hope is available for legal reasons. It's available for legal reasons
1: because I took it
0: straight off our website. You can see it on there. All right. Yeah, um, www.thekindnessproject.co.uk. And if you'd like a nice little Kindness Project T-shirt, www.thekindnessproject.co.uk oh, yeah. forward slash merch. Much. Um, would you like to tell us the story of kindness?
1: Thousands of children asked <laughs> to perform an act <laughs> of kindness. OK, fine. Thousands? <laughs> 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 was it thousands?
0: It was thousands! Poor right, okay. children. <laughs> thousands of children forced to perform an act of kindness. <laughs> Why to kindness did these thousands of children perform? I'm
1: getting to
0: it. All right, all right. Big kind
1: Alison Bunsen is dedicated to making her community more compassionate... One act of kindness at a time. She has been inspired by an international movement to spread kindness and her new focus is teaching children to be kind.
0: Nice, okay it.
1: Uh, Alison founded Compassionate in- Ber- Clyde. Oh, it's
0: in Inverclyde. Inverclyde. Oh, where Scotland. is it? Where is it? Scotland. Scotland. Oh, it's in Scotland. Yeah, go on.
1: Last year and recently launched a new program called High Five, working with 30 local schools and thousands of primary age children. Love it. A simple act of kindness. She, ve- uh, she, developed. she developed lesson plans for the schools to implement, that is now seeing them create things like kindness quilts and handmade friendship bands. I want
0: some love it. I want a handmade fi- friendship bland- band. <laughs> Can we can we have a kindness project friendship band? Available at www.thekindnessproject.co.uk food forward slash merch.
1: Children are like sponges if the show <laughs> if you show them the way they're If you
0: water. squeeze them too hard, they start <laughs> emitting in water. <laughs> 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 Children are like sponges. Don't squeeze them too hard. (laughs) Otherwise they won't go back to their original shape. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Children like sponges. They're all right in the bath. But just don't try and use them to scrub your back.
1: <laughs>
0: that <works. laughs> If you show them the way, they will click quickly follow. That's true. Um, Why is it like a sponge? <laughs> I've never heard of a sponge following me. Well, it's far
1: more interesting to think children like sponges because if if you squeeze yeah. them tight enough, I think come
0: down. I think I think children like sponges because they take on new ideas quite easily. Again, not like a sponge. <laughs> no. No.
1: One school, St. Michael's Primary in Port Glasgow, are doing some beautiful kindness quilts that are given out to the local community. Nice. They also pre- present a balloon, <laughs> balloon balloon to a child in mm. the assembly who has been particularly kind. Love it. Uh, Compassionate I- I- Inverclyde has been chosen as TSB, local charity partner for Banks, Greenock, Port Glasgow and Rothesay branches.
0: Why do you say every single... Place in the world like it's a foreign place. It's only in Scotland, Pogrinock, Roth, say. I don't know. I don't know where, that, where that's meant to be. <laughs>
1: anyway. Um More than... Oh, I, no, I skipped a bit there. Local children are also involved in a project called Back Home Boxes, where anyone who lives alone and is being discharged from Inverfied Royal Hospital is gifted a pack of household essentials with every item donated by the public, as well as children and their parents. Love it. The box even includes a homemade blanket and card made by the children. Brilliant. More than hun- 1,400... 1,400
0: kids... That's what I was going
1: to say. Yeah. Um, Boxes have been distributed. Boxes. The scheme started last year with 41 helpers packing and delivering them to patients in Inverclyde Hospital twice a day.
0: Amazing. I love that little story. Um, Even if children are nothing like sponges. (laughs) They, they are. Can't
1: you see them? <laughs> squeeze
0: them, see what happens. <laughs> they don't. Please. We accept no liability for squeezed children on this podcast. Um, okay, next. Okay, uh- Seven-year-old spreads kindness at school with rocks of encouragement. Oh, I like that. I You're like the idea. It, I like the idea of a rock of encouragement. I need a man, Children know. are like rocks. <laughs> <laughs> no sponges. <So laughs> right, we'll see what right talk to, to uh, fro see what happens. Tell me about the rocks of encouragement before we uh, before we get the NSPCC, <laughs> Not as guests on the podcast, but knocking on our door going can you cease and desist this, this sorry, your yeah, children. stop trying your children and squeezing them so tell us about the rocks of encouragement
1: um, 7 year old Stephanie Martinez is the reason why oh that's a, that's a very
0: abrupt sentence
1: I put some rocks around the school Martinez says. to be clear we're not just talking about some rocks there was a lot of a crab, crab,
0: collaboration
1: <laughs> no I meant a crab, 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 crab,
0: crab, oh, right, okay. uh,
1: between Martinez and her mother Rosie Manders Okay. okay. Mandez at home had been stressing the importance of kindness to her daughter. Okay. Kindness is contagious. If you are nice to someone, this person is going to be nice to you. So the two came up with the idea of painting rocks with bright colors and writing inspirational messages on them with hope of scattering runs.
0: I love that idea. I've th- that's been done plenty of times before, but for a child to it, what kind of messages does it say?
1: Rocks of encouragement.
0: <laughs> okay. So carry on doing well.
1: The hope Martinez says is that the messages will provide a boost to any of our classmates who are feeling down. As Martinez puts it, having a blue day. Okay. When someone has a blue day, they could pass by and see the rock, and it's kind of a message to them. Probably they could have a happy day again.
0: I'm curious now. What's written on the rock? It doesn't say. But just rocks of encouragement. What would you put on a on an encouraging rock? Hang on in there. You're awesome. Um. You're amazing. I th- Do not squeeze children or throw them. <laughs> I, I, just,
1: I just draw a little coffin. with A, th- a coffin? <laughs> with a thumb sticking
0: out of it and just round it, you're killing it. Uh, see, I quite like that. <laughs> I don't know if at a primary school we should be drawing rocks with little coffins on. I quite, I quite like the idea. <laughs> I like the pun. I like the pun. Don't know if it works in a primary school. But I do like the uh, sentiment. So thank you for that my episode. Door. Oh, you got my mo. sorry. My mouth. Is, this one for like le- <laughs> Is this one available for legal reasons? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's available for legal reasons. Okay. I swear, again. And, on, and on the Kindness Project website, <laughs> it looks a bit. Okay. Tampa Boy to hold public birthday party to ki- teach
1: kindness, raise medical funds. So there's supposed to be an and there instead of just a comma, but okay. I'm going to ignore it for now. I'm
0: not gonna be finicky about it. <laughs> All right, grab a please. Carry on with the story. <laughs> so, Tampa Boy has a public birthday party mm-hmm. to raise money to raise medical funds. Oh, yep. See, I like the idea of having a public birthday party. Just like, yeah, rock up, a rock up um, look, just have it in a park. Everybody's invited. Just a massive table in a park with children that we can squeeze and throw. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and just anybody <laughs> we <can> write your <laughs> <cues on. laughs> Rocks you can write on right, go ahead, t- Tell us about An this
1: inspiring Tampa boy has been in and out of hospital his entire life and still makes time to bring kindness to all He wants to spread his message by throwing a birthday party open to anyone and everyone Eric Pibbon is on a mission to teach the art of kindness to others He's been doing this for a while and sometimes from his hospital room he has brought cookies to officers, flowers to nurses. The 12-year-old has begun four has had four heart surgeries, but still needs more work to his heart, lungs, and heart. But there is still time for presents, he says during his visit to Good Day Tampa Bay. His party will be held on February February the third from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Old Mickey's Farm in Odessa. Pibbon said there will be cake, superheroes, fun, most important,
0: when is it? This cake? February third. You missed it. I missed it. I missed it.
1: Superheroes, fun, and most importantly, activities to teach kindness. It's going to be one of the best birthdays in the world, he said. I rest my case.
0: I'm I, I I'm there next year. If he has a, I might do my own open birthday party this year. And here it goes. What would you reckon having, yeah, about having a fun?
1: Yeah. Guess i will be treated to cupcakes, <laughs> pizza, and visits from members of the 500th first legion dressed as Star Wars characters. Amazing. There will also be superheroes and princesses from the organisation's
0: co- co- costumers for the cause. So my next birthday is 42, Charlotte. Mm. Do you reckon I'll be able to get away with having do a it. having a superhero themed birthday party in a park?
1: Oh, this is my had said eric said he couldn't wait to see couldn't wait to see spider-man and captain america his birthday was actually in december but
0: <laughs> <laughs> see you can do it whenever you want as well but
1: didn't get a chance to celebrate because he was in hospital
0: oh, oh. <laughs> he's probably got a better excuse than me then um okay fair enough and i like the idea open birthday parties open birthday amazing parties. thank you for sharing this week's kindest news thank you for listening i guess So, um, this week's interview... Why are you pulling that funny face? It's not a
1: funny face.
0: Is that your normal face? Is, is that your resting face?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> okay, this week we've got an amazing interview with a lady called Lauren Janice. Now, Lauren works as a philanthropic advisor. She helps people decide, um, effectively, if they want to give to charity and they really care about something, <laughs> she helps them dis- decide on the best... Place to give to. Would you like to see the uh, listen, see the interview, hear the interview with Lauren? Yes. Cool. Hi, Lauren. How are you?
2: Hi, Chris. I'm good,
0: thank you. Now, now we've just done that pretending to our listeners that we hadn't been speaking before we've started the interview and that always feels a bit disingenuous when i do that but um I, what what i was what i was really pleased to hear is a lovely story about your wallet so do you mind sharing it before we start with all, of the, all the questions do you want to share that with our listeners yeah of course
2: so this morning i had left my wallet. On the pavement as I was trying to get my son sorted in his car
0: seat okay.
2: on the way to, to school and then I realized as soon as we got to school that I'd left it on the pavement and oh. I just thought oh all right what a start to the day so I came home and canceled all the cards and just kind of thought well, because I when I can't got back home it wasn't there of course yeah and then just 30 minutes ago somebody rang the doorbell and this young kid handed me my wallet back uh. Really
0: so touched and impressed. He, I mean, uh, look, he gave it back. He could have done it a little while earlier. He could have saved you some effort, couldn't he? <laughs> true, that is true. Yeah. give him the, of the doubt, Oh, I'll bless him. What did, what did he say when you opened the door?
2: Um, I, He just said, yeah, I, I found
0: your purse. Oh, bless
2: So, yeah, just really
0: nice kid. Oh, good stuff. And, and did you reckon you left it... Did you reckon, did you leave it on the top of the car and drive off or did you uh, no, I,
2: I stupidly left it on the ground
0: go check so he probably
2: tripped over it on his way
0: you know what you know what it's it how would how your son Five. Yeah, trying to get a five-year-old in the uh, in the early morning into a car to get to school isn't the easiest job in the world. Let's be honest. So you can't really uh, you can't you can't really um, blame yourself because I think we've all done that. Um, so uh, we wanted to I wanted to invite you on the kindness project to talk about the work you do. You're going to articulate it a million times better than me. So tell us a little bit about firstly you. Sure.
2: Yeah, well, I I first want to thank you for having me on because I I really love what you guys are doing on The Kindness Project and I was um, really pleased when you reached out, so thank you. You're welcome. Um, So, yeah, I am a philanthropic advisor. So that means that I help people make informed decisions about making charitable donations. Okay. So basically I help people give their money away in a way that gives them the most kind of joy and empowerment, ideally. Okay. So what that means in practice is I have... Um, a company called Thoughtful Philanthropy, and I work primarily with legal and financial advisors, um, people who work with uh, people throughout their lives, basically. Yep. Yep. And these advisors bring me in when they have clients who are at a stage in their lives when they want to be basically more intentional about their giving. Okay. Um, I do the research for them so they know where they can give, so their money does exactly what they want it to do for the issues that they've, uh, that they've chosen that are most important to them.
0: Yep. And how... how um, tell us a little bit about you as a person. So, you, know, you mentioned you've got a five-year-old. How, how, have, have Have you got other children?
2: Yep, I've got a five-year-old and an almost six... Well, he's, all, he's five, almost six, and a two-year-old. <laughs> two-year-old. Uh, both boys. And, um, yeah, I am a busy mom um, hmm. I am American both my husband and I are
0: American but
2: both our kids are born
0: here okay so, um, we're kind of a, a dual nationality family okay okay that sounds good and, and how, how are the boys getting on at school
2: great okay good yeah I can't say enough good things about school
0: <laughs> okay does it is the is the education system different in the states and, and how
2: Yeah, it is slightly. Okay. Um, So, uh, so my five-year-old is in P one, obviously. So he would be in kindergarten in the U.S. Yeah. Um, and it's just, you you know, it's a little bit. I I tell my friends I've never been a parent in the U.S., so I don't Mm. really know how different it is. I can just remember back when when I was young.
0: Yeah. 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 (laughs)
2: Um, how they did it, and it's. I mean, it's largely the same. Okay. But um, it's just little things like um school dinners i don't quite understand yet
0: Um, okay
2: uniforms uh, yeah that that was a total education to me but i think i've got it down now okay Um, yeah it's a little things mostly
0: okay fair enough i i I still genuinely get confused between england and scotland because my my eldest daughter's 15 and we were up in um our brother charlotte who hosts the podcast with me and we were we we were up in our growth um, on the east coast of Scotland, so a little. Because you're in Edinburgh, aren't you? So a little, a little further north of where you are. And Georgia, who's uh, Charlotte's cousin, I said, well, "How are you getting on at school? Is it going all right?" She went, "Yeah, i went, Next step is going to Uppers, and the next step is like sort of this and that. I was like, I didn't. Actually, the system up in Scotland is different to England, and I didn't realise that. I assumed that they go through GCSEs and, and and a similar sort of process. But I think I think translating the educational systems is going to is, is going to take me a bit of time to get my head around. Um, <laughs> you you meant, not there yet? No, no. You know you've got plenty of time. Certainly, it, it's interesting though because they've changed the way they mark. Um, GCSEs in England, so it used to be A to E, and now it's 1 to 9, um, and I think the reason they did that is because there were too many people, too many kids getting sort of A's and A stars and stuff star, like, really high grade, so they need to, needed to make it a bit more difficult. So um, I think the difficult bit is trying to work out, because Charlotte's going to be the first year that they've used this new system trying to work out what all the numbers mean so we'll see how we get on with that when it when it comes through um you mentioned your business thoughtful philanthropy um now lauren can i just say i won't be saying philanthropy very much because i don't think in my east end accent i can say it too much without really tripping over my tongue um uh, yeah, but, <laughs> but tell us tell us a little bit about how the business started why you wanted to start it and uh, what the business looks like today sure
2: so i am I'm from the, the nonprofit or the charity sector. Okay. Um, that, my background, that's what I went into as soon as I graduated from uni. Um, and I kind of, you know, went through thinking I am, basically I'm going to be a non-profiteer is what we called it okay. in, in San Francisco. Just going from one nonprofit to the next and doing fundraising, doing all wearing all manners of hats, which is what people in the charity sector do. Yep. Um, but after a while, I kind of realized that what I was most passionate about. While well, I definitely I'm passionate about social change, and that's the why the reason I went into the nonprofit sector the charity yep. sector. Um, what I was really interested in was the donor <laughs> and yep. helping the donor get the most out of their their donation. Because at the end of the day, I just am so impressed by People who, of their own volition, give up money that they could be using for anything to serve them or their own self wants yeah. to somebody else and to an issue that is a bigger societal issue than themselves. Yep. So I really wanted to, I really wanted to focus on helping the donor. So I decided to make a, a kind of a. Big decision in the in the charity section sector, which was to go to the other side, which is the to get an MBA to go to business school. Yeah, um, kind of shocking all of my colleagues because it's yeah going to the for-profit sector instead of the non-profit, and yeah. you know they must have horns. Hmm. Um, so I did that, and actually loved business school. Hmm. Um, and then when I graduated, I decided that what I really wanted to do was set up thoughtful philanthropy and hmm. help donors. Um, but right when I graduated was when my husband said, "Guess what? <laughs> I just got a job in the UK."
0: We're off to Scotland. Where whereabouts in America were you living at the time? San Francisco. Okay, so you're leaving relatively warm California for uh, Edinburgh. How did that conversation go? <laughs>
2: um, actually, it was, it was okay because I'm, <laughs> from, I'm not from San Francisco. I'm from a, um, up north in, in the okay. U.S., and so the weather wasn't so much of a big deal. To be honest with you, the worst, the hardest thing to adjust to was the, the dark.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: That still gets me um, Yeah. i getting better. It's it, it getting dark so
0: early. Yeah, but you know, you know what? I, 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 you're, you're not alone with that. I think January comes and you're getting up and it's pitch black, but then the summer comes around, especially in Edinburgh with the festival and the buzz of Edinburgh in the in the summer. I, I bet you'll have an amazing time. Um, no, you're right. Um, just... Uh, Thoughts on this. Do you you think... What what did you learn... What did you learn in... As part of doing your MBA that's informed and informed your perspective in the business you're running now? What was the biggest thing you learned? Mm,
2: That's a good question. Um, So, I think some of the important lessons that I learned at business school is... This is to to get quite wonky, but um, the the definition of opportunity cost. And how you can... Give basically, you can give money to, or you can give time, or you can give any other resources to Mm. a wide variety of what would be considered good causes or you know noble efforts. But by giving by spreading that around, you're giving up the opportunity of really making a strategic impact on one issue. So, yeah, it's the issue of opportunity cost of what are you giving up by putting your efforts into something.
0: And what, what would you say about the argument that actually giving is selfish because it makes you feel amazing it does <laughs>
2: um, I, I don't think that there's any shame in that
0: yeah agreed, agreed. there's a great book I'll, um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely send you a link to it it's a guy that came in the podcast uh, last year and uh, Uh, When we were first starting this podcast, I had some really bad technology troubles. So we recorded this amazing, amazing... Hour and a half of him just sort of teaching me stuff, uh, and it none of we got to the hour and a half, and I was so amazed. And then checked, and none of it actually recorded. And I was so embarrassed. Um, but he's gonna he's gonna come on this year, a guy called Dr. David Hamilton, um, and he wrote a book called, called "The Five Side Effects of Kindness." We talk about it on the podcast quite a lot. Um, certainly worth picking up. Um, and part of his reasoning of being kind is actually it does it's good for your health because you yeah. know the endorphins and stuff like that it's a it's a, certainly a, a really amazing book now you've got so i, I want to sort of dig a bit deeper so you've got uh, a client uh, somebody comes in how do you go through the process of helping them get clear on what they actually want to achieve with their money from a charitable perspective
2: sure so Basically, when you, you're thinking about giving your money to an issue that you're passionate about, so maybe it would be say, rainforest conservation or maybe women's education, you really want to start thinking, you, you want to start by thinking about the kind of work that you want to support. Okay. Because, I mean, as we mentioned before, there are thousands of charities out there that are all doing important work, yeah. um, but they attack issues from a variety of angles. So what I really do is try to help people think about the approach that makes the most sense to them and then match them with the charity that's doing that work. Okay. So, for example, I had a client, um, an older a couple client, um, who was really interested in giving to coral reef preservation. So okay. They're retiring now, but they grew up, they had two kids and they did a lot of traveling with their kids snorkeling around the world. It was okay. really, you know, an important part of their family life. Yep. Uh, and they were really worried about, I mean, understandably, about the death of the coral reefs. So, they came to me because they wanted They've been giving to some coral reef preservation organizations, but they they didn't really know what they were doing. They felt like so in that case, I, I do the research to find out who's working in that space and then map out the approaches they're taking. So for the case of coral reefs, there are charities focusing on scientific research. So they're monitoring reefs and which the most which reefs are in the most danger. Um, you know, really doing the, the hardcore scientific work. Then there's legislation. Um, so organizations working on getting the reefs some sort of political protection, um, natural heritage site status, so forth. And there are organizations just working on climate change, which is kind of the root of the problem when it comes to coral reefs. Yep. So all of these are valuable approaches to the problem, but yep. when donors have... I feel like when donors have a full picture of the issue and the major
0: approaches then they're able to make basically a more informed decision yeah i suppose i suppose the follow-up question for that is what sort of questions so let's say you've got a a potential individual um the uh, is looking at giving um charitably and is in a position where they're looking at the they're looking at the wide range of causes, and they're just really confused about what one they actually want to support. So it sounded like for your couple, it was actually clear, really clear already that they wouldn't support the um, preservation of the coral reefs. How do you get somebody from a point where they just don't know to a point where they're thinking, you know what, that would really add value? Sure. Well, so what I
2: do is usually I start saying... Right. You're actually already a giver without really thinking about it. So okay. Let's think about the last year. Over the course of, you know, 2018, where did you give? And, you know, we'll map out, you know, maybe they gave to their their church or synagogue, maybe they gave to RSPB, maybe they gave to, you know, a a handful of other charities that for some reason sparked their passion.
0: Ah, yeah, yeah.
2: So from that, we can kind of tease out, well, you know, it sounds like you're giving to a lot of environmental conservation organizations. Yeah. Is this something that we could delve into more, more deeply and really make that an intentional gift every year?
0: Interesting. Yeah, I like that. yeah yeah. so look at look at their charitable giving history and see and see what indications there are and and ask some questions around that right exactly because
2: a lot of people are already doing it
0: yeah sure okay how about somebody who isn't somebody who's never given
2: before yeah ah okay uh so hard because i've never
0: run into anybody <laughs> <laughs> i don't, you know what i don't think you're going to find that many listeners on the kindness projects who who haven't who haven't given to charity before but um i just I, I thought i'd try it in there and just see whether there was an answer to it as well i suppose you'd ask you would sort of try and understand a bit more about what they care about personally the most right i would and i'd actually i'd probably start
2: them on some kind of <laughs> some kind of starter um, donations. So there's there's a lot of organizations that offer kind of, you know, give a goat. You know, donate 20 pounds yeah. And yeah. We'll, um, you know, we'll give a goat to somebody in need. Mm. Um, there's quite a lot of work like Kiva and um, Global Giving does this, where you can go online and you can find a very specific project that's in need of funding. Yeah. So I guess I would probably, I mean, you're making me think about it now because I've, I've never, as I Anybody who's absolutely beginner, Um, but I'd probably take them on one of those sites and say, let's just look at some of these projects
0: here and you tell me which ones are resonating with you. Yeah, gotcha. That makes perfect sense. So you've got somebody to a point where that, sorry for that challenging question, by the way, sometimes they pop up and uh, uh, I'd rather ask them and and, and understand more. So, You've got somebody to a point where they're really clear on what, where they want to add value uh, by making a donation. How do you go about, what's the process of your uh, research? How do you conduct your research?
2: Basically, I read a whole lot. Yeah. None of the information that I review is anything but publicly available. Um, so I just I do a lot of reading of annual reports, the websites of uh, I check out a lot of books, nice. <laughs> um, and and then I start talking to the charities themselves. Okay. So um, I'll bring up specific issues with them, and I'll really grill them about their theory of change. Okay. Really understand what their approach is. Yep. Um, and then I. Yeah, I organize it and um, try to put it together in the way that is the clearest possible presentation for the donor. Um, that. Yeah, maybe give some suggestions of organisations that I think they might like to support based on their my research and their interests, what I know about their interests. Um, but ultimately, the idea is just to give, make them more informed.
0: Okay. And and do you find that different charities have fundamentally different philosophies? So when you speak to them, it's, well, actually, we 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 deal with things in a different way. How, how, how fundamental do their philosophies tend to be to differ? Or are they pretty similar? It
2: totally depends
0: on the issue. Okay.
2: okay. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh, you've done your research. Um, uh, you've spoken to the uh, uh, individual or couple you're looking to help. Um, how do you measure because uh, I know I know a lot of the conversations we have on the podcast particularly with charities or philanthropic donations and I'm really pleased I've got that word out without getting it wrong um, uh, uh, there's a lot of focus now on measuring impact so how often does that conversation occur with your clients number one and how do you frame that when you're talking to clients in terms of the value it's going to add the value of their donations is going to add.
2: Yeah, no, you're spot on with that. Um, impact is, is a huge issue in the sector right now, and yeah. really rightly so. I mean, at the end of the day, there's a finite amount of good works you know that charities can do in the world, but limited philanthropic pounds. So the donor has a right to know if the work that the charity is doing is actually addressing the issue would setting out to solve, or if okay. it's just kind of throwing more money at the problem. The really tricky bit is that impact evaluation in the strictest sense is, can be quite expensive and it can also uncover things that sometimes the charity doesn't really wanna know. (laughs) So many charities will shy away from it. Um, But if I have donors who are really interested in getting kind of the absolute most bang for their buck, I don't know if there's um, a similar phrase with pounds, but I recommend that some, I recommend some of the highly rated charities that are recommended by kind of the really big top evaluative organizations like GiveWell based in the US, they use scientific methods to evaluate the work of charities working pretty much exclusively on health Mm. in developing countries. Um, But they can tell you, yes, this is how much, you know, this is- Impacts, it's
0: making, yeah.
2: Yeah, so, but if a donor is interested in like more of a complex issue, like, I don't know, mental health in the UK or something,
0: um,
2: I'd encourage them to really step back and first really work to understand the issue and the main avenues for addressing it. Yeah. So if they feel that supporting a charity, working on one ans- maybe one aspect of mental health care is most meaningful to them, yeah. then should fund it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Philanthropy is really about connecting, you know, at the end of the day, your values with your money, and it yeah. should feel good to you and the people you're helping. Um, yeah. So impact is good, but it's not the be-all and end-all.
0: So that was Lauren's interview. What did you think? Cool. Good. We've got part two coming up next week, but um, yeah, that was quite a nice one, wasn't it? Yes. Cool. <laughs> Are you alright? No. Did you strain something there? Because it looked like it. No, I'm
1: good. I'm, I'm, I'm decent, actually. I'm
0: decent. Good. It is the end, but it's never the end because the end it's um, only the is only the beginning of the end because we have got last week's question of the podcast this week. And last Ooh. week's question of the podcast was for once actually kindness related
1: oh so would you don't like get those often
0: <laughs> <laughs> for a show that kindness we only talk about kindness a bit don't we so uh the quite last week's question of the week was if somebody gave you one million pounds. Pounds. <laughs> okay if somebody gave you One million pounds. (laughs) Efty sum, that is. (laughs) If somebody gave you an hefty sum, uh, but you could only spend it on helping other people, what would you do? And we had a bunch of different answers. Now, interestingly, Russell, who's the editor of the Kindness Project podcast, said, "Um, I can only think of one thing. Hashtag charity begins at home. (laughs) He's not. that's not very kind. He'd spend it on himself. If not, I'd buy an island to run away to. Moose! (laughs) Russell's got the ump. I don't know what's happening with Russell today. Um, uh, Stu Morrison, though, said something a little bit more sensible. Uh more sensible than space, anyway, <laughs> um, or an island. Um, he said the Royal National Lifeboat Institute. Now, oh. I, I, I think the lifeboat just do an amazing job. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yes. They say what do you, you think?
0: They do. It's yeah. a good job, isn't it?
1: as much
0: as I know. Russell then just, it, he's in a bit of a mood, because he said, can you please... Uh, Plug the kindness project merch we've got. T shirts available Facebook Live as ww uk forward slash merch. Merch. And uh, if if anybody's listening to the podcast, you can get um, everything you need to from uh, the website, can't you? You can get yes. um, so t shirts page myself. yeah yeah, so what did you put on the merch page?
1: Uh, hoodies, T-shirts, polos, phone cases. I think I put some mugs
0: on
1: Toilet paper? No. no. Oh, I right,
0: okay. can't go that far, mate. All oh, right, okay. And 100% of the money raised from the Kindish Project merch goes to charlotte no ghost i need it we're (laughs) we're we're giving 100 percent of any money we make um away to charity aren't we Mm. we need to decide on where that money goes but it's going in a little pot um at the minute and we're just going to give it away so that that's going to be good um so that's where um that's where um would give it to um debbie said she'd um, look at crowdfunding. She'd find smaller causes and individuals where smaller amounts of money would make a massive difference. She'd find a handful of these little projects and given a given, a give an amount that would really imp- have a change. So I think I think a lot of the challenge when we talk to people about giving money away in charities is um, that. Um, uh, uh, they want to make sure the money they give has an impact. And certainly I like the idea that Debbie wants to um, imp- have, make sure her money impacts change. John, cookie boy friend of the show
1: friend of the show friend of the
0: show actually Debbie's a friend of the show and Stu's a friend of the show Ooh, um, of the said I tried to find a way to set up a charity that reduced the need for food banks the fact that they exist in 21st century Britain is saddening and the fact that some employment have to use them is revolting yeah i get his frustration there. do you want to do Serena
1: a charity that would help children that are carers to their parents. I like that one, because
0: mm. it is a tough job, that job. Yeah. Um, uh, Robbie White, friend of the show, Friends mother-in-law of, the show. of me and grandmum of you, said, I'd help my family out. Yeah. We're in the money. Um, <laughs> and, and, and fi- I'd help my family out financially, hashtag charity begins at home, and, and, and find a good charity, the Chris Dames Charity Foundation, to make a donation to. Kath would said...
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't think you were waiting right for me. Spend on securing clean drinking water for people who need it.
0: Yeah, like that one. And Karina Murray said, education skills, teach a man to fish... And all that. You know that phrase, don't you? Yeah, teach yeah. man
1: to fish and he can sustain yeah. himself like that.
0: Kath Knowles, Dr. Katherine Knowles, at Katherine Cura on Twitter, said, are kids' futures allowed? I'd max out my pensions for kids for the year, invest in Isis for their tuition or house deposit, and if I had some money left over, I'd split it between Great Ormond Street and the NSPCC. Mm. I like that. I like that. I'm so a little, a little bit, a, a little bit of charity begins at home. A little bit of, uh, I've had some money spare to make sure that the other kids are alright. Uh, Alan Adam Alan wealthquid, wealthquid, Wealth Quid Wealth on Twitter. <laughs> I'll get my W out in a minute, uh, said, I would help set up centres where young adults, 16 to 25 year olds, are taught employability skills. I would also try and set up a centre where the less well off can see investing in yourself and learning how to manage your money habits can lead to a better life. What do you think of that one? It's
1: a good idea. It's a decent idea. Good.
0: And that's it for the comments on, on this week's uh, last week's question in the podcast. Mm. So, That's it. Until next week. Bye. See you next time. Bye.